This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello. Welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, we now know that 70 million shoppers, at least that many, were impacted by a major security breach involving Target stores during the height of the holiday shopping season. Target says that customers' credit card and debit card information, as well as phone numbers, email addresses, and mailing addresses, were uh, stolen. Today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk about the current litigation going on that arose following the security breach, its impact, and what lies ahead to protect the customer's private information. But first, let me introduce my co-host today, Heather Anderson, my Ringler colleague from Birmingham, Alabama office, and she is a certified structured settlement consultant with more than 15 years' experience in the business and Heather, uh, I know you hang out in Dallas, Texas, too. So welcome to Ringler Radio, and glad you could join me today. Thank you, Larry. And our special guest today is attorney Larry Golston from the Beasley Allen Law Firm in Montgomery, Alabama. Larry's practice is focused on whistleblower litigation, wage and hour litigation, sexual harassment, employment discrimination, business fraud, and uh, all the... Uh, inherent class actions that result from that. And Larry is presently involved in litigation pertaining to the security breach of Target customers that we're talking about today. So, uh, Larry, welcome to Ringler Radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, Larry, this incident with Target uh, apparently happened between uh, November 27th and December 15th, uh, just as the holiday shopping season was getting underway. Your firm has filed a class action suit in this case, uh, can you give us some background on just what happened uh, at Target? Thank you, Larry. Um, Target hadn't really disclosed precisely what they know to have happened, but what most experts and many uh, insiders believe is that the thieves used malware to infiltrate Target's main information system or hub, and then the malware was used to access their point-of-sale systems. So... Basically, the thieves were able to, once they used the, got the malware in the target system, to get information from everyone's debit and credit card that was used at the various point-of-sale registers in target stores nationwide. Wow. Larry, what specific personal information were the hackers able to access? Do we know that? Well, from from what we know now, tar- the, the, the thieves were able to get your credit card or debit card number, your personal identification number, although Target says that's encrypted, the information itself was taken. Uh, They were able to get, as Larry said a moment ago, your mailing address, your email address, uh, in some cases phone numbers, and um, they were able to get, uh, like I said, email addresses, and they were able to get uh, the three-digit code that is on the back of your cards. Well, tell us about the seriousness of all this uh, 
the breach itself, and what's the impact on the customers? It seems like this is pretty significant stuff. Uh, yeah, it's very significant. Uh, the impact on the customers is, you know, you have people, I'll give you a perfect example, you have people who contacted our office as late as this week and said, hey, I just found out my account had been uh, accessed, unauthorized, uh, access has been take, has taken place by someone, and I've already reported my card information to Target. I've already gone to my bank. So if you don't get your cards changed out, uh, this type of thing can happen, you know, months down the road uh, to people who went to Target and used their credit or debit card uh, between the, the dates that we have is November 27th of 2013 and December 15th of 2013. Uh, we have people who have gotten their cards changed. They've gone to the bank and got their uh, credit card or debit card changed, but now they're getting emails and phone calls with uh, what we believe to be scam artists trying to get information from them and, and use information that they already have uh, to gain access to uh, people's uh, banking accounts. Mm. Now, Larry, taking a closer look at the actual litigation, um, Beasley Allen filed the class action lawsuit, I guess, on December 20th on Correct. behalf of the consumers whose credit and debit card information was compromised. Can you tell us a little bit more about the suit? Well, yes, I can give you a little information about the suit. We've basically alleged negligence uh, on the part of Target. We've also alleged uh, breach of implied contracts uh, on behalf of, of Target. And in essence, what the lawsuit is saying is that Target has a duty and a responsibility to protect uh all of its consumers' uh, information that, that is attached to the debit or credit card used in its stores. Uh, simply put, if Target is going to have a system whereby it's going to allow their consumers to purchase goods and merchandise using a credit or debit card, our argument is that Target, at the very minimum, owes those consumers some protection. They owe those consumers uh to protect their, their personal information and to make sure that fees such as the ones that, that attack Target don't get access to that information. Well, you know, it's interesting, speaking about the, the litigation, uh, as you look at Target's point of view, is Target basically saying that you can't make a hacker-proof system? Uh, what, what, is their, what is their position on all this? Well, we're in the early, early stages of the litigation, Larry, so I don't know what their legal uh, defense or, or point of view is going to be. Uh, I, I would assume, which that's very dangerous, but I, I assume that Tark is going to say something to the effect that you just stated, that you can't really make a hacker-proof system and, and that they they did all that they could do. However, uh, our argument and our belief is that there was more that Target could have done. Uh, you know, the, the, the cars that are used in, in America today on your credit or debit card all have those magnetic strips on the back of them. Yeah, sure. And if I believe that, you know, there is a much more um, security uh, comprehensive method that you could use to protect uh, information when those cars are used. And so, you know, that's something that's going to have to bear itself out as we go through the litigation. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a lawyer about all this uh, just generally, and, and, and he, he made this analogy. He said, uh, you, you can have a swing pool, which is a dangerous thing, and you can put a flimsy wooden fence up, but then you, know, you can also put a chain link fence with, two, with a big lock on it. So you, there are ways to, right. to protect it uh, better than maybe they thought they could. 
Well, let's talk about the second uh, class action lawsuit that was filed uh, on December 30th on behalf of the Alabama State Employees Credit Union. Uh, you're representing the plaintiffs. Can you talk about this one? Yes. This one is, is obviously it all rises out of the same core facts. But right. uh, as, as most people who are going through this know, when you, when you contact your bank, your bank will issue you a new card. They will try to protect you as best they can. Right. However, the banks are actually eating the brunt of the fraudulent transactions that are occurring because they're not passing in a lot a lot of instances they're not passing those on to their banking customers. So the banks have, you know, untold number of, of fees and, and damages in a from a financial standpoint that they are experiencing because of the security breach. Because hey, that money is coming out of their bank, but it's not being passed on to the, the banking customer. So those banks and credit unions are seeking uh, redress from Target for that. Well, now, Larry, are these? Did you expect these types? Um, you know, this lawsuit to settle? Are these types of class action lawsuits likely to be settled? Typically, uh, for uh, you know, any type of class action is is likely to settle. Uh, that that's just a the statistical averages of, of these kinds of uh, litigation. Uh, however, you know, as a trial lawyer and as a attorney here at my firm, we prepare every case as if it may go to trial. So uh, there may be there may be a trial sometime down the future on this, or it may settle. But you know, to answer your question, I think if you look at the national averages, most class actions eventually end up in some type of settlement. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, what's the next step in the uh, suits that you filed? What, what, what's your next steps? Where are we right now? Well, we're in the early infancy uh, stages of the litigation. Our next step is to have our Rule 26 discovery uh, reporting meeting with uh, the defense counsel that will be representing Target and to try to go ahead and get uh, a discovery plan submitted to the court and, and start doing discovery in these cases so that we can find out uh, exactly what Target knew and when they knew it, and we can find out how this uh, massive security breach took, took place. Yeah, sounds like that's all the hard work that lies ahead of you. That's a, a lot of work, no question about that. Well, let's take a quick break right now and be right back in a minute right here on Ringler Radio and talk more about this very interesting uh, case. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio. From Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Well, welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen. Glad you could join us. I'm joined by my colleague and co-host, Heather Anderson, and our special guest, 
attorney Larry Goldston from the Beasley Allen Law Firm in Montgomery, Alabama. And we're discussing the class action lawsuits recently filed regarding the Target credit card security breach that's impacted millions of millions of customers. Uh, Larry, what do you think Target could have done differently to protect their customers' private information? Uh, you mentioned, I think, before, are there are there technical fixes they could have employed? Well, uh, if you look at what, what our neighbors over in Europe do, they use uh, debit and credit cards that are encrypted with certain chips in the cards themselves mm-hmm. to make the information uh, much more secure, make it much more difficult to uh for for thieves such as this to to access uh the pen and the card information uh in fact some experts have already said that if as we believe uh in this case thieves were to use malware to try to uh access target system well if you use these particular cards with the encrypted chips that method of of identity theft would not have been successful so there are industry um there are things in the in the industry there that can be used to help make data and personal information much more secure than the type of uh systems and equipment that target used that's that's our belief just, yeah uh, just to clarify that is, is are the european card system and those encrypted uh way that they do it with the chips, is that just a more expensive card to manufacture and to produce? In other words, are the banks saving money here by using the cards we use? Is that is that part of the the equation? Yes, exactly. It is a little bit more expensive to use the. From what I understand, it is a little bit more expensive to use the cards with the encrypted chips in them. Uh, Target, as you know itself, issues a red card and it issues its own credit card. Wow. Well, you know, it could have whether whether the other. Uh, financial institutions in America chose to do so or not, Target could have taken the initiative to encrypt its cards with these chips and to make sure that information is is secure. Uh, and so our argument is that there are, you know, that's just one example, but our argument is that there are a number of things that could have been done to protect uh, consumer shopping at Target. You know, also, aside from the card itself, the security system at Target should have been stronger to prevent an attack by malware. I mean, as most people know today, um, malware is commonly used to try to gain access to people's personal information on their personal computers. So, you know, there are a lot of things that we believe Target could have done better and differently to prevent this thing from occurring. Yeah, it just seems, Larry, there are are a lot of nefarious folks out there we got got to be protected against. It's, uh, It's a wild world. And this, you know, this is a scary problem. I mean, I think consumers are aware of the malware, but, but, you know, with regard to the security of our personal information and databases, you know, not just at Target, do you have have some good advice or what's your best advice for consumers um, out there shopping? Well, in general, if that's what you're asking, I I would advise uh, consumers after what we've seen in this case is to really safeguard your information. Don't give out uh, your card information to people. Uh, Make sure, for example, uh, that in in this instance that you monitor very carefully uh, your accounts. I know everybody is is told to look at their their monthly statements, but if you are a, a target customer, you need to not only monitor your, your monthly statements from your bank or your credit card company, but you should periodically, uh, from day to day and, and throughout the week, 
check on your account and make sure that there are no uh, uh, suspicious transactions or, or things that, that seem odd with regard to your account. Uh, another thing you should do is, in addition to the monitoring uh, of your account, I think you have to really, uh, if you shop at Target to uh, during this time frame, the relevant time frame, I think you have to really uh, take the, the initiative to go to your bank, bank or your credit card company and ask them to issue you a new card. Ask them to, to take the old card, cut it up, and issue a new card. Uh, and, and just put the bank on notice of what happened so that they are aware. Interesting. And, uh, you know, just as we knew things were bad, uh, things have actually gotten a little worse. Uh, just this past weekend, we're hearing that the same type of security breach has happened at Neiman Markets and uh, perhaps other retailers. And, uh, Larry, you know, it would seem to me that this trend could have some kind of a chilling effect on consumer spending and maybe even further harm our economy. It's kind of a bigger issue than just these stores. What what should consumers do? I mean, if, if consumers... Decide that they're not going to use credit cards. They're going to use them less. Any, I would cause people to, to, you know, not necessarily not go out and, and live their lives and purchase goods and merchandise that they would purchase, but just to be uh, again more uh, aware of what they're doing. Uh, sometimes you might want to use cash. Uh, and as I said a moment ago, never ever disclose your account number. You should guard your account information closely. Um, I would I would caution people too to to you know. Maybe they need to take a, another look at the personal identification numbers. Make sure that they're not something very easy to guess or to speculate on. Uh, make it something difficult uh, for a, a would-be thief to um, to figure out and ascertain. Uh, you you want to make sure that, for example, uh, you if you don't use a card often, you want to make sure that you keep that card somewhere secure so that it can't be uh, misplaced or uh, if you use it once, you don't forget about it because, again, you need to monitor all these accounts uh, when you're going out using credit and debit cards uh, in, in the marketplace. Larry, that's some good advice for consumers. Yes, that is good advice for consumers. What do you? What about businesses? Do you? What do you think other businesses can learn from from this target breach? What we hope is that that the businesses in general will take a look at what happened at Target and, and beef up their their software security. And maybe, as, as we talked about, uh, look at what neighboring countries are doing. Look at what countries like uh, Great Britain and Canada are doing when it comes to security uh, with respect to credit and debit cards. Not saying that any uh, uh, issues like this won't happen in those countries, but from my understanding, the type of uh, security breach that we are dealing with here in the Target case would have been much more uh, difficult to uh pull off if you had higher security standards with with respect to the cars it's themselves. Do you actually see new forms of electronic purchase processes in the future, perhaps? I, I don't know, but we, we we our goal is to to obviously get our our clients compensated, uh recoup damages that they've experienced, mm -hmm. uh monetary and for mental anguish. And and obviously we hope to impact uh uh the the industry in a positive way by making them think about these very questions. Maybe it's time for um, merchants all across the country to think about how they go about transacting business so that the consumer is, is protected. You know, in a lot of these situations, when you go to these stores to purchase something, a lot of times they're gathering 
what, what appears to be more information than necessary uh, so that they can have your address and email address and all of these things, your phone number. Maybe it's time for people to, to reconsider whether all of that information is necessary uh, for a simple transaction such as the purchase of groceries. You know, yeah. Maybe we need to rethink uh, the kinds of information, and I say we from the, from the business standpoint, the kinds of information that that's being collected. Because you know, if you think about it, just from a common sense standpoint, if you don't gather all that information, well, if if you have a security breach, it, it's not susceptible to being stolen because you don't have your customers' email addresses and their PIN numbers kept in your system and their credit card and debit cards kept in your system. You know that information wouldn't be there even if a thief were to access your system. Well, I think that's good advice. Uh, and to be honest, uh, I didn't expect this this show to be as much of a public service announcement as, it, as it's <laughs> become, It's but it's been terrific. Uh, it's been a very informative conversation. Uh, I think a lot of folks out there have learned a lot about what's going on and maybe what can happen in the future as we move down the road. Well, uh, again, Larry, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, get some more information, or contact uh, your firm about some of these issues, how would they do that? Well, they can go to our firm website, which is www.beasleyallen.com, or they can call me at 1-800-898-2034. Terrific. And uh, Heather, if uh, someone wanted to talk to you, how would they do that? They can give me a call um, at 205-915-8399 or certainly access me versus um, the Ringler website at ringlerassociate.com. Terrific. And uh, for all of you out there who have not gone to the Ringler website, you should try it. It's uh, very informative, has a lot of information. And all, of course, the Ringler radio shows are on that website. Uh, We've done so many of them, and you can uh, access all of them on that site. And you can also uh, access Ringler Radio on uh, other sites, uh, ringlerradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or you can go to iTunes and download uh, shows from there, and uh, you can Put some headphones on, walk around the park, and uh, listen to uh, Larry Golston talk about the target breach. So with that, I want to say, uh, Larry, thank you very much for joining us. It was extremely informative. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Heather, thanks for being a great co-host. Thanks for having me. And Larry, thank you so much for all the information. Thank you. I appreciate it. Terrific. And for all of our listeners out there, I hope it was informative for you. Now go out. I don't know if you use your credit card today, but go out and have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.